Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cosign Conversations, man. We got the homie, the OG, Q Taylor, my guy. Man, Q Taylor is multifaceted. My dude is uh, has a clothing brand. He's a manager, throws events, creative director. Like, bro, what don't you do? Just don't rap, man, but I'm still working <laughs> on my tables coming soon. You Q Taylor coming soon, the truth, the story. Nah, that's what's up, man, bro. So we've known each other for a while. At least 10 years. At least 10, bro. I'm trying to remember how we exactly met because I, all I remember is when I was doing a documentary, bro, we connected and you put me in touch with Noel Bean. But I'm trying to remember, like, before that, like, like how we first connect. <sighs> Man, so it's hard. But just yeah. know I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I forget a lot of stuff. No, that's what's up. But one thing, though, bro, I can say, bro, we've always stayed in touch, bro. Like, I remember we used to throw – Little Debbie shows, it is random little quick little come ups here and there, little uh, plays here and there. I remember, bro. I remember we did uh G Easy before he blew up. Uh, before anybody did G Easy, we did them first. Man, it's crazy, bro. We got some history, bro. So, so kind of give us your backstory, bro. But everybody may know the Q Taylor today, right? But kind of tell us who Q Taylor was growing up. You know what I'm saying? In DFW, then you went to UNT too, right? Yeah, yeah. I went to UNT. I went to uh, I moved to Dallas from Chicago in like fifth grade. Okay. Um, I went to Plano East. Uh, then went to UNT, and then after that I moved to Dallas. For like, I graduated a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated a couple of years ago, and I moved out of here. Like, I moved to LA like three years ago. Okay, so so in, in between there, bro. So what was you doing before? Like, you got into music management because I feel like that's where everybody knows you now with like the music management. Events. Um, I was I was I straight out of. Uh, High school, pretty much. I was in the clubs, <laughs> straight <laughs> straight to the club day one. Yeah, and then I was just a promoter. Uh, we had like college nights; it was going crazy, and just kind of just leveled up. Yeah, you know, every year type thing. So, kind of paint the picture for us in the city. So, you was doing you was doing clubs. What clubs were you doing back then? Where you I got started your- at Purgatory? That was my first club Ooh, that I worked Purgatory. at. That was the three level joint, right? Oh. Oh, level. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, pur- <laughs> people don't know about that, folks. So probably yeah. three to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I was early yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, purgatory. We did that. And then, um, man, I can't even remember, but it was every club in Dallas. We had yeah. an 18 and up night. As soon as they was ready to close, they hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need we need some people to come right. in. Call Q Taylor. All right, bro. And then, so what was your first actual, like, business venture? Was it was it Trend HQ, Trend Headquarters? Um, yeah, that was my first personal uh, LLC was Trend Headquarters. It was, like, a third-party retail website, which okay. it, like, turned out to be, like, the idea, the concept was dope, but I didn't really have the team or infrastructure to do it, and but it became Pack. That's where Pack Loud came from, Trend okay. Headquarters. So like, it was worth it every dime I lost because it's yeah. still going right now. You know, got you. Okay, so if I remember, so Trend was like you had like multiple brands. You pretty much seen. Trend. I was carrying local like smaller brands on the site, and it was just like third party retail site. So if I had gotcha. to, uh, uh, I had to work out a deal with like a a clothing line. If I sold it, I got a certain percentage type deal. But I had my. I was like, you know, let me do my own designs, and my own designs sold the most. So I was like, yeah. man, I'm gonna just do my own thing. And just it was it was a hobby probably from 2013 to pretty much when I moved to LA. I had like yeah. tons of old stuff in storage, and I was like, I need to just sell this. It's like a, a garage sale. Yeah. Let's get it gone, <laughs> like a little blowout. And then my buddy, uh, my buddy Colton. He had this event called Lights All Night, and it's like a thirty thousand uh, like every December festival. Right? Yeah, so yeah. he was like a part of uh, part in it, and they gave me a booth for free. So I made some new stuff, mm. and the stuff that I left 
PCH had just opened and Scotty and Larry, they were my guys. I was like, man, can yeah. I just leave some stuff up here and see how I go? Right. Everything I've ever put up there is sold out for the last three years. So it's like That's some crazy. constant. They don't care anybody else. I think maybe they carry like one or two other brands locally. Right. But I'm pretty much like the only one that's in there consistently. So, dang. So, yeah, that that's, and they've been, they helpful a lot. Like, I, I, that's, that's my guys, PCHLA. Nah, that's crazy. Them boys are definitely blowing up. I remember them back from the status days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, the store is like stupid yeah. crazy. We just, uh, I just took Tay there like two weeks ago. We did like a little in store there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. That's dope, bro. So, some, we can't skip over this. Something you said earlier was, you feel like you know trend didn't really take off because you were doing everything by yourself and you didn't really have a team. Didn't have a, I didn't really have a team and it was just it was a lot. Like you had to, it's a constant. You have to be consistent right. in everything you do for it to take off. Right. And it just didn't really, it just didn't really work out for whatever reason. Gotcha. But then when I did PackLoud, it kind of I was at control. I got to have. It was a third party site, so I'm carrying other people's stuff. Right. Constant communication, having to deal with so many different partners. Definitely. Just wasn't going to work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you wrote years later, bro. Kind of tell us, you know, how how team, you know, teamwork and, and building a team has kind of changed the trajectory of you. And, you know, team, business. I have a partner for everything that I do. I don't do anything alone. I have, when I do, especially for events, I have like a, I do EDM events too. So I have a next level events with a partner with. Or okay. if I do a hip hop, it's Dallas, Texas Entertainment. Or if I, I book a show, I do it with with the club, you know. So gotcha. you got to have a partner, a team. I have like um, in every situation, I have a different partner. I have um, with some artists I manage. I have a partner, Q Smith. I have another buddy who helps me like kind of tour manage, uh, tour manage operation stuff. Okay, you got to have a big team, big network, and, and make sure everybody's happy. That's smart. But let's talk about this because some people would rather have a hundred percent than you know, saying breaking down fifty. Why would you rather take, you know, 50% of each venture instead of 100? Because, okay, 100% of nothing is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's real. So 50% of something, because you have a partner, especially like how we built up our network and our, our resources, it kind of runs itself after a while to where right. it's it's less stress and more just it's your formulas is going to repeat itself and just keep going with that. Got you, man. So when I first met you, like I said, you was hustling, you know, pack loud, trend. And then, you know what I'm saying, I, I went left and started doing some other stuff, bro. You still kept grinding. And now you turned out to be, like, this huge music manager, man. man like, you know, I'm going out here music. I'm um, doing this thing. Who was the first act that you managed? So what happened was I was doing a lot of college nights, and I was booking your nation a lot. And right. so they kind of became, like, I got friends with their managers, and I would kick it and uh, chill with them. And their manager, his name was uh, Merck, he kind of was like, hey, you want to be the road manager? Because I'm not trying to go on the road no more. Mm. I'm like, I'll try it out and see how it goes. Right. That was like in January. He quit in like April. And yeah. I was like, hmm. So if you quit <laughs> <laughs> and you was booking shows, yeah. that means I could book the shows and I get like more of a cut right. right. It was like, yeah. So that was like, we went in our good year nation. I was going crazy with them for probably 2013, 16, 17. Gotcha. And then it kind of just went separate ways for a little bit. Right, right. So when you when you first started out, bro, like, What's a what's a good percentage to take as a manager first starting out? Um, it just depends on every situation and how much the artist needs. Right, ten percent is just like minimum, but some artists may need more more help. So twenty percent is is you know fair. Gotcha. Every situation is different, you know. Gotcha. So between ten and twenty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so you did Young Nation, you was killing it. 
went separate ways. They came back, bro. But then, you know, you, you kept pushing, as Q Taylor always does. Yeah, you know I just that? started doing – um. We, I just started booking events at, at clubs, like being their talent buyer and just okay. getting a, a cut doing that and not having to deal with investing in anything, yeah. just doing all logistics Ain't for them. Ain't got to worry about the, the ticket sales. Tickets, we didn't <laughs> sell tickets. They sell drinks at the bar. Yeah. I don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. Shout, out, shout out all my, my people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it here. Yeah. But, uh, bro, we got to talk about this, man. Uh, so so I'm coming from, a, like I said earlier, I'm coming from a place of curiosity, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm tapped into music, but I'm not tapped in like I was. Right. I just kind of see from, you know, a distance, check it out, show my support, bro. But tell me how, like, the whole Tay Money situation came about, like, you know, how y'all linked up. Just kind of walk me through the beginning of that. Okay, it's crazy because you kind of a part of it, but not really. Oh, shit, hold on. Why do you buy 10%? All right, so Tay had just dropped, I think our first song was, like, Lewis and Clark. Okay. And then maybe Nana, and I had booked Little Debbie. Mm. At a club night, and I was like, "Hey, you should, um, you want to open up?" So, um, I had her open up, and then she kept spiraling. And I had all the resources from previous artists, and just already knowing everybody in the city. So we, um, she opened up for that, and then we, did, I had to throw her on. Was that, like, was that a plush? No, nah, uh-huh. it was at bar uh, thirty, like Kiki Lounge, thirty six oh six, okay, Greenville. Okay, but this was like way after we did ours. Okay, like, this okay. was like maybe twenty seventeen. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um. She did that, and then we did another show. Like, I had her open up for maybe, like, Riff Raff and then a New Year's Eve party. And then her buzz kind of just got kind of crazy on her own. And then she um, signed. But during the whole process, me and her actually did shows together. Okay. So, like, when she does the Tay Day, it was, like, me and her. Yeah, like, partners um, on it. Yeah, we were partners. We were business partners on a bunch of different ventures. Um, So, we always just worked together. And then pretty much last April – when everything opened back up, I was booking a bunch of shows, and she had moved to Chicago, and for whatever reason, she moved back to Dallas. Okay. And we, she was like, let's just turn up. And, uh, like, we started doing shows, and I was booking her all the time. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I feel like you don't really have, like, a Dallas manager. Like, artists always have a manager in their home city who kind of helped them put Because right. you always got to go back home and yeah. move around. Don't they day-to-day. You always got to have somebody like that. So, and I was already doing that for her anyway. So, right. she was like, yeah, that's cool. And it kind of just, we just kept going with that. And then I was, and then all the other artists kind of happened simultaneously with different situations just kind of came about. Got you, man. So one kind of key thing, bro, in your whole story, bro, is like relationships. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. <laughs> relationships, networking. Bro, but how do you manage all these relationships? Because, you know, like, I'm not going to lie, I guess overwhelming that sometimes, bro, because you meet so many people. And it's like, man, you have to nurture these relationships too, bro. It's not like, oh, I know that person. I'll... I'll I'll tap back with them when I need them. So, Club Zook is um, really why, because the structure that we had, um, the, it was a promoter. The company was like Access Dallas, and we would do like a college night Thursday night, an urban night Friday night. Yeah. So, when you're in the club scenes, you're just networking every night you go out. Gotcha. So, I was doing that from purgatory, like forever, just going out right. partying and, and networking so it was a second nature to me just yeah. being a, a manager because I was kind of already managing club nights when mm-hmm. you have, like, tons of promoters underneath you and, like, like go-go's and, like, staff right. and security. It's all it's all the same. It's just a different space. Gotcha. So it, it just translated over to literally the same thing. Yeah. And I could create shows because all my friends were promoters. So I'd be like, hey, can you put, like, let's say, like, uh, one of my buddies was booking at the time, like, Rich Homie Quan, he was big then, right. or somebody, or Waka at that time. Hey, throw a nation on it. I'll do it for less than sure. The homie, it's a good look for us. Right. 
So I could create shows and just just knowing tons of people from being a club promoter. Gotcha. That's that's what really what was different about me, and then that helped me understand the s- different spaces like the urban space, right? For sure. Top forty Kiss FM space, yeah. And bar knowledge of how it works and what like a, a club owner when he's buying a talent for the artist, he mm. wants that to translate either to door or bar. Yeah. So I know what's going to make sense for specific demographics. Got you. And yeah. being from Plano, Plano was <laughs> huge. I was, if you Google it right now, we were the biggest class in, t- in the history of the United States. Dang. 2000 something. Plano <laughs> East. <laughs> Y'all almost got it. Yeah, drop that so year. I mean, I had like 1,400 kids in my class. So I've always been around yeah, tons so you, of people yeah, at all known, times. Yeah, you've known mad people the whole time. Now it's hard to remember. Like, now people walk up to me and, like, I may even date a girl. I'll be like, oh, for real? Like, I don't remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know you should talk to her. Like, dog, who is that? <laughs> it's that age kicking in, bro. No, nah, it's that gas. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I feel you, man. But uh, we talked about something that's important, bro. Like, I feel like, I feel like we got to get this knowledge from you for artists, right? So... Tay Money is one of the few artists who really built a buzz and blew up out of Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. So first part, from your from your POV, how was she able to build that buzz in the city and not have to leave? Consistent. Mm. Consistency. She yeah. dropped um, videos, songs. She just consistently did it yeah. at, a, at a big level, and it went viral. Like, people, you have to, as an artist, whatever you're selling, you have to be, you have to know what your consumer wants. Right. And it has to be Bible. Like, I have to, I have to see that person and be like, he's a star. His image, I buy it. Right. So it's, it's image and music. Got you. Got you. So at this point, right, you know, she signed. Uh, you managing her. She has, you know, she has a team. She has backing. As much as, you know, it's great that she is back in the city, is that like, do you think that's a positive move or do you think it's- She really, she here, but she not. Like, mm-hmm. she actually lives in Miami. She got a spot out there, too. Okay. But she's just such a Southern girl. And, right. like, she like she's like a real Southern, like, girl. She don't like, she don't, she hate L.A. Like, yeah. she likes Dallas. She right, loves right. Dallas. Um, she, she always going to come back here and be her home. But she's really in Miami right now. Gotcha. But her, she's a little different than everybody because she's kind of a mystery. Like, people really don't even know how to get a hold of her, Not like, really. forever. <laughs> and so that's kind of what helped me out because people just knew that I was the only person that, if you need something from Tay, if you yeah. want it done, you're going to hit up Q. Go holla at Q. Which, I mean, you know, I work with most artists in the city pretty yeah. much from, from day one just because we had, I had the clubs and I can help you get that look, that mm. crossover look, not just like an urban look, which is majority of what everybody can get into. Got you, got you. So can you kind of talk about too, you know, since from a media perspective, like isn't like isn't like Sean a part of y'all deal too? Or he um honestly I don't, I don't really know. Uh mm-hmm. I'm not quite that happened way before I was around. So he gotcha. could be or not be. It's not really like the lane that I it hasn't really come up in conversation. Gotcha. But gotcha. I, I know he supports her a lot. Nah, for and, sure. and um is a part of the situation. I'm just not sure on what on what aspect. Yeah. Got you, bro. So Tay Money's one of them. Then you got Lil Earl. Lil Earl going crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Earl going crazy. We got from the back, yeah. um, bending it over. He has stupid songs that's going viral. He's he's one of the big, biggest in, in Texas right now, viral. What part of the city he from? He from here. He from the city. I was like, what part like Lancaster. he Lancaster. Okay. Is that what y'all say? Uh, uh, Lancaster. Lancaster, Lancaster. <laughs> yeah, he from, he from there. He uh. He, he about to drop a song. He got a song. Don't get mad. He got a song with B-King coming. He got a song with Tay coming. <laughs> okay. He got a song with Chose coming. Okay. And that's just like, they're not even Chose? out yet. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. They're, not, they're not yet. We just sitting on them right now. Yeah, man. So we got to get some free game for these artists, right? So let's say there's another little Earl out there who has a buzz 
or maybe on the verge about to go viral, like a song is picking up, or like, what would you advise them to do next? Because I feel like that's when they get lost. Like, oh, so buzz. the thing is, the thing is with Earl, he, he's on TikTok. So that's okay. like helped him out a lot. And he can actually like dance. Like yeah, he yeah, can I'm jig. Saying. Like he like he can really dance. So yeah. he's kind of able to co- combine both worlds, which right. like if I was a rapper, I'd be stiff. I wouldn't be able to work for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not for real. So, uh, so yeah, to translate that, you got to just – there's nothing wrong with having a job. I want every rapper to look to look at me in the eyes. <laughs> like dead in the There's eyes. nothing wrong with making money in right. any capacity because you could put all that money back into yourself. Yeah. You're not waiting for somebody to come and take pay for your studio time and pay for your videos. However, you got to get it. Yeah. If you can meet somebody in the middle, that's a partnership. Right now, when you want somebody to come in and put up all the bread to get you the X Y Z. That's when it comes a little bit different, and yeah. you don't want to be in that situation, like because you in your head you're gonna feel like you're doing all the work, but the other person's putting up the money, and the money without the money it ain't gonna work. Yeah. So artists, don't feel bad about getting a job. Nah, that's real. So, have you ever came to a situation where you had to put all the bread up? Hell no, I don't <laughs> got it. I'm, I'm going to me. I work hard for my money. I don't even put myself in situations. But luckily, where everybody is right now. Like yeah. a, um, Young Nation, we just dropped a song with Erica Banks. Uh-huh. Um, we got a song with Tribby coming. They have a deal. Like they, they were the major. Um, Nation is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, we dropped a song with uh, with Ultra. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, it's, it's going crazy right now. So Ultra, uh, so yeah. So Ultra has like an EDM side, and they have a, a smaller hip hop label. Okay. That um, but it's still on the major scale. They do all the distribution. So we got gotcha. that Tribby songs coming with them, and then uh. Earl, Earl kind of, he's independent, but he's about to sign. By the time people see this, Earl be yeah, signed, so that's over. Sure. And then um, Hansho, we have our partnership with this label in L.A. called um, Riv. So, okay. And Lexi's with Riv as well. Okay. So everybody has a partner that can cover all the financials of the marketing and the okay. videos, which is like, that's all you really need at, gotcha. at the, when you're at the first cusp of your career, when you're about, let's say, two to $7,500, $10,000 a show. So, okay. So walk us through like, those deals. I mean, you don't have to say – Who's who deal, right? So let's say somebody got a buzz, right? And they right. want to sign, you know what I'm saying, a deal. But it's with like, not like a Def Jam, but like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so I, I'll give an example. Like, Young Nation, our deal is is a two-song deal. Okay. And we got an advance, and you get a certain amount for marketing. So okay. let's say it's like a 50K or $100,000 advance. They're, we came to them with the video already done. So that's okay. recouping our video cost. Okay. And that... um. On top of that, they do a marketing budget, and that's what takes care of the A and R's, people okay. working your music, uh, TikToker campaign, gotcha. all this stuff like that. So, so pretty way. much like how how for us how we want to do right now, unless it's just a crazy uh, deal, we want to do song by song single deals. Gotcha. So you're not long into a long term situation. Okay, let's dive, let's dive, let's even dive into that. Let's two single deals, right? So um, the label gets the publishing, a part of publishing, they own part of masters. We, we own our masters. Okay, y'all, so yeah, y'all yeah, own yeah, the masters yeah, yeah. and y'all we, just We own the masters, so th- that's why sometimes they're not going to give you who's who's deal because they're not going to own it, you okay. know, for, for life. But they'll just get, like, a part of publishing of yeah. those songs? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, like, lifetime, though, right? Correct. Okay. Well, it's like there's, like, sync deals. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that that adds up. Gotcha. Um, Like, for example, like, uh, Tay is on, what's that show with Issa Rae? HBO show? Uh, insecure. Yeah. So uh-huh. like we did a placement, a sync placement with that. So that's just like a big check, flat fee. Okay. Collect it. Move on. Was the sign? Was it the sign? No, it oh. was um walk. I believe. No, PB and J. PB and J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so let's let's let's, let's dive into that, bro. Because I know a lot of artists want to know that too. Like, bro, how do I get my music on you know TV shows? Man, my team we just moving different. They hitting us up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. like they they hitting us up. They they they're contacting us, but that's just because it's such a demand for the music. Gotcha. I mean, like like even Earl, if you if you Google from the back all of his songs, like uh, it was Twenty One Savage like posted on his Instagram. So gotcha. it's like people. Level that we're at, we, we they hitting us up. So it's like gotcha. me and my own. So Tay, I just managed alone, but with, with Earl, Honcho, and Nation is my partner, Q Smith, on the beat, the producer. Okay. So we just know, like, we're not sweating nothing. It's, it's going to come. Like, the movement we got, gotcha. you have so many people moving at one time, yeah. and you can kind of, like, intersect everything. It's, it's going to yeah. come. So it's not even, like, stressing about, like, little things, like, small offers. Like, if it's not worth the stress, it's all good. We're going to gotcha. get that paper. So have y'all ever seen a deal where y'all were like, nah, this is a horrible deal for you? You know what I'm saying? For us. Oh yeah, we I've seen some horrible deals for sure. It's not really within our camp, but I've seen other horrible yeah. deals for sure. What does that look like? Because I feel like at some point some artists are so hungry they'll take anything. You know what I'm saying? So you ain't gotta say who the artist is, but um, what does that deal look like that you were like, hell no? Nah. Um, I've seen some bad deals. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some bad deals. You know, it's, it's uh-huh. really more about the length. It's a you want to have the biggest advance in the shortest time. Is, okay. what, is what I, I would say instead of like a multi-year deal. Mm. Depending on where you're at, every artist is, you know, in a different space. But if you're just coming up, yeah. no reason for you like a long-term, long-term deal because you don't know. It's like when people transfer college, like how many colleges did you go to? I went to three. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of what like oh, signing is like yeah. different colleges. So it's like it's going to take you, you know, you grow out of it. You yeah, like that sure. when your freshman year, you made sense, but then you're, you know, the second college, you were like, okay, this is getting me to university. You know right. what I'm saying? So it was same same type of situation. I low-key went to four. <laughs> now that I think about it, I went to four. Oh, I only went to three. Yeah, I went to two. I went to two uh, community colleges and two four-year universities. Yeah, four. Same, it was it fit you at the time. You, nah, loved it. It you loved it at some point, but yeah, then you're like, point. man, this ain't going. Yeah, no, nah, it, did. it didn't work at all, bro. Okay, so let me ask you this, too, because I feel like a lot of times – you know, how do you even balance managing? I know you got like a partner with the other three or yeah, three. So Lexi, you do by yourself too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Lexi and Tay by yourself. Well, she has her mom so that helps okay. out a lot. And then um, we just hired like a, another another partner too. So, okay. But it's just all been like, goes back to being the club promoter when we had different nights, yeah. different structure. I've just kept everything pretty much the same how I operate yeah. and like I know how my brain works. Right. And also, I had three fire assistants right now. Like, they're fucking cold. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. cold. I got their first were interns. Like, they did it for college credit. Right. And then I just kept them on payroll just because, like, like you like the little small stuff. Right. Like, they from the city? With. Huh? They from the city? Yeah. Um, one, um, they're all, like, college girls from UNT. Like, they're okay. not any type of scene or anything. I emailed um, UNT. And I said, hey, I'm an alumni. I'm managing all these artists. Is there anybody... Um, undergrad or, or graduate student that wants to be an intern in the space for credit right? because they're going to care about it because they need it for credit. right? And I found some really, really good ones. So, like, they don't care to go out. I've never even talk, met them in person. We just really? talk on the phone. Yeah, just get these tasks done, <laughs> move on. I love all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I was going to ask you that. So, you know, I got, a, um, I got an assistant that I found. Um, she goes to UNT, but I found her, like, on social, bro, like, so, like, for those who are looking to, you know what I'm saying, to get interns for college credit, like, who specifically should they talk to in UNT? Or, you know, any See, college. Well, I just had emailed. I just was, like, woke up, like, overwhelmed with small tasks, like right. like buying a bunch of flights, and like, little logistic stuff that takes too much of my time. Right. Like, 
that's like I need to look at the bigger picture and get mm-hmm. more bigger, like on a, on a macro scale thing, right. the micro. For sure. So I just like freaked out one day and and emailed them. Gotcha. So I don't really know how to. I think on. I think like Indeed may be a good site to find. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, interns, but to get into the music scene, is that what you're kind of leading to? How to get into the scene? Or well, and I was gonna say more so like anybody who's looking for interns. Cause I know people ask me all the time, like, how'd you find your intern? Like, I found you got to go out and get it. Yeah, <laughs> you got to find social. out. Like maybe because I used to post like, does anybody want to be an intern? Right, right, right. Just email whatever specific space you're in mm. a college. Okay, so like. Media or journalism, email the journalism yeah. department. Oh, that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Communi- uh, I think maybe communication. Communications. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, email yeah. them at the beginning of the semester because they're mm. going to, that's when people start looking for it. And bam, mm. and mine, they literally never, they do wherever they're at, they do it, and they get credit or paid. Yeah. So it's like, nah, that works win win. Yeah, nah, that works out for them on a, on a cool. Yeah, it is a win win on a situation, bro. Because they're getting, and this is like real deal experience they're getting. Like, hey, and I also have them help me with my merch as well. Like, yeah. do a lookbook or whatever. It's just all the aspects of entertainment. And they're just putting on their resume to make them look as whatever they need to look like. Nah. That's hella smart. What more QT drop? QT Taylor dropping the jazz, <laughs> man. stressful, dog. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's why I can handle it. Because it's, you know, picking like, 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 uh. I got to do Tay's day-to-day schedule. Right. I got to do Earl's schedule. Nation man needs to get some songs mixed. Like, yeah. it's all over the place. So I just kind of just delegate with my team mm-hmm. to make sure everything runs smoothly and then and just hold everybody accountable. Yeah. So, what's, so, bro, I feel like managing, bro, also, man, he's like, you also managing different personalities, man. <laughs> man. You know well, at the end of the day, like, artists are like artists. So you just got to think, like, like, um, okay, no, that's not a good way to say it. <laughs> but, uh, like, they're stuck in their ways like a, a cookie cutter of an artist. They're yeah. always going to, this it's always going to be how the same. Pretty right. much every artist is the same. Maybe a little bit different in the smaller things. Right. But at the end of the day, they want that money. They don't want to hear of nothing course. else. Of course. Like, it's like, once the, it's like, no, I was trying to hear no excuses. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. But, man, you've been blessed, though, because I feel like all the artists you've had, bro, they've came like a part, they've came with something Packets. already. Exactly. Yeah, they've, they've came. They, I've definitely been. So, or, or I wouldn't. Or like I've, it's been very blessing. But I, I was never gonna like work with somebody unless they were packaged. Like I've tried to work with people that weren't packaged, right. and maybe they felt that I wasn't adequate enough, and it just didn't work out because they had their own personal reasons. But they didn't have no bread, so I'm like, I know what I'm worth in my time. So right. like, if it's not adding up, it's just not making sense. Gotcha. But also, that's because. They see me. I book shows constantly, you know, in different markets. And I'm going to support. Like, I play. Like, I was I was playing people's records before I was even, like, managing them in yeah. the club. Like, even, like, me and Nation, if I wasn't manager at that time, I was still making their songs get played. Gotcha. Hey, making sure their songs get paid. So, if, if you put in the work, it's just like, why not? This guy's going yeah. crazy. Nah, for sure, bro. But, you know, so so what if somebody doesn't have a package, right? But not even for you, because, like, you, you had a point where, like, you got to come ready. You know right. what I'm saying? So, um, like, for my situation, you know who I'm working with, like, we're right. both starting from the ground right. up. Like, what would you tell somebody in that situation? You got to just work and figure out a way to make your brand to be the most awareness. And I think the biggest issue with the Dallas culture is rappers don't think they have to hit the clubs. You got to hit the clubs and work your records. Yeah. There's no other way. There's no other – like, that's just – that that's the ground based that nation and the road did back in the day right. is they was in the streets right. passing out records, touching hands. That's, that's how you're going to get a DJ to play your song. If you don't know what the DJ, like if you know um, the land that you said he was in, right. he needs to go to those clubs, 
you got to pay the DJs 100 bucks, but they're going to make sure you they get paid. You may yeah. have to buy bottles yeah. once a month, but your music going to get played, mm-hmm. and those are gonna, it's going to get played in the tastemaker's ears, and that's how you work in records. Like that, that's the difference between, t- to me, between what I've done with artists right. and, and, other, and why certain people can't break into that lane. Right. Like, you hear Earl songs getting played everywhere. I'm friends with all the DJs. Like, I've known them for years, but I go say, what's up? If I don't even know you, hey, what's your Instagram? What's your email? I put it in my notes. Yeah. I send it to my assistant, and they email it. Gotcha. You got to send the music out to the DJs because they're the ones who are playing the music. Like, gotcha. that's the, the 100% answer is talking to the DJs, getting your music played, going out, buying drinks. Like, if you got to pay to play. Yeah. You got to pay to play, baby. Don't play. <laughs> and basically rinse and repeat in other markets. You know what I'm saying? Maybe focus on them. You can even just focus on Dallas for a quarter. Mm-hmm. Go out and close in Dallas, quarter, work two, three songs. Yeah. One song. Like, Yellow Bees, Trapping Designer. Yeah. Trapping Designer was everywhere. It Nobody was. knew that was really Yellow. That was Yellow Beezy before Yellow Beezy. Yeah. Then it was easy for him to have a follow-up record like That's On Me because it went hard. Right, right, right. So he already did the, the, the groundwork and got the channel. Mm-hmm. And DJs want to, they want to give artists music. Like, they want to do, that's literally, their, they, they, that's their job. It's their career, their passion. I mean, artists, the uh, crowd, right, you know, right. consumers, they, they want to give it to the crowd. So that, that's the answer is you got to work your records in the clubs, especially if you're in Dallas. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, man, before we get out here, bro, I got to ask you this, bro. What's your last piece of advice you want to give to artists, to managers, to event promoters, to anybody want to follow, you know what I'm saying, the Q Taylor steps? Um, network and collaborate, man. Just network, talk to people, have a plan, a strategy. Don't make excuses when you fuck up. Everybody's going to fuck up, but just don't be like, oh, well, I'm Mike's. I didn't do this right because da 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 da. Just say I didn't do this right. Move on, fix it, and do right the next time. And that's real, man. Y'all heard it here on Cosine Conversations. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate my you, my brother. Taylor, Dennis Dame. I love to see. I love to see. You know, what I'm saying the homies come up and flourish, man. You know, what I'm saying because I was a day one. I was early on in this day one. Early on in this, bro. So you know, I love to see it, bro. When I'm in LA, we tapping in. You know, what I'm saying? I know Tone. Young Tone was the first magazine cover. I told him on the cover. He never made a cover. Oh, never mind. Take that yeah. part out. <laughs> I think what I was like, he been featured though. But yeah, okay. Tone, Tone on the cover. Salute to Tone though, man. Tone be solid too. Yeah, he DJ. He uh, a yeah. Tyler Yahweh DJ. Yeah, Tone doing his thing, man. But y'all heard it here on Coastline Conversations, man. Make sure y'all follow my dude Q Taylor. All the artists he managed. Check out that music too. Q Taylor underscore. You already know, and we out. Love. Appreciate y'all.